Today is Kedushin of Chavtesim, the Mishnah of Chavtesim and Aleph. Today's Mishnah is going to discuss the different types of mitzvahs and who exactly is chayav in them. Zokta Mishnah, ko mitzvahs haben The Gemara is going to ask what exactly this means, but we're going to come out that it means all mitzvahs that the father is chayav to do for his son. Ko mitzvahs haben al ha'av, that are on the father. The Allah is, anashim chayav and anashim peturis. Men are chayav in those mitzvahs, meaning the father, anashim peturis. But women would be putter as it relates to those mitzvahs. And again, the Gemara is going to discuss this. Ko mitzvahs haav ben the Gemara is also going to ask what that means, but just to give you the spoiler, it means any mitzvahs that the son is chayav to do for his father. Meaning the ben, it's al haben, it's on the son. The son is chayv to do for his father. Like, both men and women are chayv in that equally. That are time bound mitzvahs. Only men are chayv in those mitzvahs. And nashim are going to be pturis from those mitzvahs. But mitzvahs that are not time bound. Mitzvahs, but they're always mitzvahs. I say so. The halacha is Both men and women are going to be equally chayev in those types of mitzvahs. I say that are not time bound. And all mitzvahs loisa say meaning a lav and iser. Bein shazman grama, bein shaleazman grama. The halacha is whether it's time bound, whether it's not time bound. Both men and women are equally going to be chayev in those mitzvahs. I say so again as it relates to mitzvahs. I say women are only going to be chayev in mitzvahs. I say shazman grama, mitzvahs. I say that are time bound. But as it relates to Laisa says, Averus, Mitzvah Laisa say, the halacha is even a Mitzvah Laisa say, Shehazman Groma. Even if it's a time bound Laisa say, women are still going to be chayav in that. Chutz, except for three, three exceptions. Chutz mi takif, that's cutting off one's pace. Ubal tashkis, that's destroying one's beard using a razor. Ubal tatam and and by a koyin, that he can't be metam and lemesim, that also does not apply to a bas koyin or ish's koyin. Zokt the Gemara. My kol Mitzvah Saben What is the first thing we said in the Mishnah? All the mitzvahs of the son on the father. What is that referring to? Again, we explained in the Mishnah, but just to go through the Shachavatari. If you're going to tell me it's talking about all the mitzvahs that a son is chayev to do for his father, the Nashim Pturais. Nashim are putter from doing those mitzvahs for their father. We have a Pasuk, we have, we have a Brayse that teaches me Ish. The Pasuk by Kibbut Aveim. Ish imoy vaviv tiro. It says Ish. I only know that a Man is chayv in kibud abeim isha minayin. How do I know that isha also is has this chiyav of meir abeim? Kshu. I remember the pasuk says ish imoy aviv tirau. Tirau is plural. Harekan shnayim that includes both an isha and isha. That's how we know that a woman is also chayv in the mitzvahs that a son is chayv to do for his father. Also. A woman would be chayv to do for her parents, says the Gemara. So we have two over there, a man and a woman. That's how we know that both men and women are going to be chayv in these mitzvahs. So it can't be referring to all the mitzvahs that a son is chayv to do for his father that only men are obligated in. That's obviously not what's going on because we know women are also obligated in those mitzvahs. And Amar Amuda, Sir Amuda explains, this is what it means to say, like we understood before, all mitzvahs about the son that are mutalis on the father to do, meaning all the mitzvahs that the father has to do, to do for his son. Those mitzvahs, the men are going to be chayavin, meaning the father is going to be chayav to do those mitzvahs for his son. But women, meaning the mother, is not going to be chayav to do those mitzvahs for his son. And we're going to see examples of that in a minute. Our Mishnah supports the following b'raise. The father, meaning the, the examples of things that the father is chayav to do for his son, is first of all, he's chayav to give him a bris milah. He has to give him a bris milah. If he's a bachar, he has to give him a pidin aben. He has to be paid him from the kain. The av is also chayav 
to teach him Taira, Lasio Isha to marry him off to a woman, Ulamda Umnos to teach him a job. And there's a Yeshimrim that says even to teach him how to swim. Again, all these things are giving him the tools of how to live. Rabbi Yudai says, Kol umnos, Anyone who does not teach his son a trade and a job, how to make money, Malamde Listus. He's teaching him how to be a robber. Says Listus, He's actually teaching him how to be a robber. So no, It says if he's teaching him Listus, because if he doesn't have a job, he might come on to Listus. Says the Gemara, How do we know that the Av is Chayev to teach us, to, to give us on his breast milah? Because the Pasuk says, Avram Avinu gave Yitzchak, his son, a bris milah. That's how we know. Says the Gemara, You should know that where the father doesn't give the son a bris milah, Bezdin is actually chayev to give the child a bris milah. So the chayev is mutalas on Bezdin when the father doesn't do it himself. The chayev, as the Pasuk says, he calls That's more of a generalization that Bezdin has to take care of it. And when Bezdin doesn't take care of it, Once he is able to do it. He's chayev to give himself a bris milah. So first the father, if not the father, then bezin. If not bezin, he's chayev to give himself a bris milah. The chsev as the pasuk says, "Ve'arel zacher shaloyim as pesar lasei o'arel." That's a zacher, a male that didn't get a bris milah. Ve'nichrasa, he's going to get kares. So he has a chayev mutalis on himself to get himself a bris milah. Says the gemara, "Iminolan delay mechayev." How do we know that she is not mechuyeves to give her son a bris milah? How do we know that? The chsev the pasuk says, "Kasher tziva oisay elikim." That Hakadosh Baruch Hu commanded him, commanded Avram. Him and not her. That's when we know that she, women, are not chayv to give their sons a bris milah. What so far I only see from here that Avraham was commanded by Kadosh Baruch Hu to give his son Yitzchak a bris milah. I see over there there was a mitzvah for Avraham. But ledaris minal. And how do we know that that even applies ledaris to the future generations of all of Klal Yisrael that a father has a chayv to give his son a bris milah? Miyad Uladaris. Anytime it says Tav, like it does in that pause, so anywhere it says Tav, it means zeros, meaning do it quickly. Miyad Uladaris. Right now, and Lidaris, and it's a mitzvah that's going to continue in the future as well. How do we know that? Zeros, we know that it's a form of zeros to tell you to do it quickly. And with zeros, the Pasuk says, Vitzav is Yeshua, you use the Lashon Tzav, and then it says, Vachazkeu Vamtseu, that's obviously zeros. Miyad Uladaris. How do we know that it's Miyad Uladaris? It's a mitzvah right now. Whenever Kadosh Baruch told Avram, but also Lidaris. Whenever it says tzav, it's also talking about the future generations. The pasuk says, From today, like Kadosh Baruch Hu was tziva, like he commanded, and continuing into the future generations. That's how we see it. Tziva also means miyad ulidoris and future on. And that's how we know from Avram Avinu, it wasn't just by Avram Avinu. He had the mitzvah to give us Yitzchak his bris milah. But also it's miyad ulidoris, future generations as well. The rest of Klal Yisrael, for all of time, is going to have a mitzvah of bris milah to give their sons a bris milah. Also it's Rizus, as we learned from here. And the Chura, that's also, we know that bris milah should be done bizrizus. It should be done vayashkim avram abayker. It should be done early as possible in the morning. But either way, this is where we learn it out from. It says tzav tzav is zrizus and miyadaladaris. It's future generations as well. That's how we know that there's a chiyuv of bris milah for the son, for the father to perform on his son. Says the Gemara Vaiter. We quoted before livdaisay. Another mitzvah that the father is chayv to do for his son is to give him a pidyon aben if he's a bechar. Says the Gemara Minah. How do we know that? The pasuk says. That all, every Bechar you have of your sons, you should be paid there. You have to give him an opinion of men. And when his father doesn't give him an opinion of men, when his father's not paid him from the Kayin, he's chayv to be paid himself. The Chsev, as the Pasuk says, or rather, 
different here is Tifdeh Tipadeh. We're going to read it as Tipadeh, which is more mashma yourself. And we see sometimes that someone has a Kiv to be Pideh himself if his father did not take care of it. How do we know that she is not Mechuyeves? To give her son opinion of men. How do we know that? Says the Gemara As we just saw, the difference in Tipodet Tifte, that teaches me to be Makish and compare him being Paide himself to being Paide his son. And that teaches me that culture, anyone who's Mechuyev to be Paide himself in certain situations where his father didn't do it for him. So he's also Mitzuve and he has the Mitzvah to be Paide others, meaning his son. Anyone who's not Mechuyev, not ever going to be Mechuyev to be Paide themselves, who's that referring to? A woman. She's not never going to have a chance or Chiyev to be Paide herself because there's never any Mitzvah for a Pidyan Habas or anything like that. So any Mitzvah live there's she also doesn't have a mitzvah to be paid to others, meaning even her son, there's not going to be a mitzvah on her. How do we know, though, that a woman is not mechuyevus ever to be paid to herself? Maybe there should be a mitzvah of pidin habas. Maybe there is a mitzvah like that, says the Gemara. No, because the Pasuk says, tifde tipade. Again, the difference between tifde and tipade, we could have read as tipade, and therefore, we're going to make a hekish again that kol anyone who others are mitzvah have the mitzvah to be paid to him, meaning anyone who the father has the mitzvah to be paid to him, mitzvah live he has a mitzvah to be paid himself if the father didn't do that, meaning the son. But anyone who others don't have, ever have a mitzvah being paid to him, why? Because it's really a her, and she's a girl, and therefore the father would never have a mitzvah to be paid to her. And she is not going to be to be paid to herself, again, because of this hekish. So that's how we know that there's never a mitzvah of pidyon habas, really, for a girl. Okay, so that's how you know that there's no mitzvah for her to be paid to herself. But how do you know that others, meaning how do you know that the Father doesn't have a mitzvah of pidin abbas. How do you know that he doesn't have the father to be paid to his daughter? Because the Pasuk says, Kol bechor Every bechor of banecha, of your son's tifteh. And that teaches me, only your sons and not your daughter. Says the Gemara, If someone has the opportunity to be paid to himself and his son, so he didn't get a pidin aben, he waited until now, now he has a son that needs a pidin aben, who comes first? Him, himself, or his son? He's before his son, he comes first. Yudah says no. His son comes before him. Why? Because him himself, the mitzvah really was on his own father. And his father, meaning the grandfather in the situation, never took care of it. But his son, that is his mitzvah to do. It's his mitzvah to be by his, his son. His, himself, that was really his father's job. Now you have to do it with the event. But your son, that's your mitzvah. And therefore, that's the one you should do first before yourself. That's why Yudah says that do your son first. Says the Gemara. Everyone agrees. Any, let's say you have a situation where he only had the amount for a pidyon of He only had the amount of money for one pidyon and he had to do both him and his son. He comes before his son. My time. And what's the reason? Because because the mitzvah for himself, that's Rami Allah on his body himself is going to be more, is going to be, that's going to come first before his son. Keep pleagy. Where's the machlaikis? Where are they arguing? In a case where he had five slime that were meshubin, what does that mean? It means he once sold property. He sold karka that was at least worth five slime. Now we know when someone sells karka, it's still meshubit to anyone he owed money to previously. And that guy he owed money to could come to the buyer and be like, I understand you bought the karka from him, but he owed me money and therefore the karka was meshubit to me. But included in that is the kayin because he owes the kayanim, the five slime, and therefore if he sold the property, they can technically come and collect it from the nechaz meshubadim. So in that case, where there's five that technically are collectible for the kayin from karka that he once sold from nechaz meshubadim and he has chamish and he has five 
three regular coins in his pocket. He has five slime in his pocket. So that's where the Machlech says. Rabbi Yehuda, Savar. Rabbi Yehuda said that his son comes first. Why? Because Rabbi Yehuda holds that a Malva that it's written about in the Torah, it says if you have a star, meaning just like you have a star with someone that's had, that has a shibut on your property and he's going to be able to collect because you owed him money previously. So too, anything that's written in the Torah, like you have to redeem your son, that's like a written star. And therefore the Kadim, they're going to be able to go to this field and collect straight from it for himself because they had the shibut for his pidinament, meaning the father's pidinament, that existed before he ever sold the property, and therefore they're going to be able to collect the field. That's why Rabbi Yudah holds that he has to use the money in his pocket, the five slime that he has cash, that's, that he's going to have to use to redeem his son. Because again, Rabbi Yudah, since he holds the Malvid, therefore the Kehanim have an ability to collect from the field. So Bahani Chamish Parik Libre. So with the five slime that he has cash in his pocket, he does the pidinament for his son. And the kind could go the and he could collect the other five slime from the Nechasa Mishubadim to pay for the father's pidinament, to pay for his pidin, because again, it was Mishubad by the field, because we're assuming he sold this afterwards, after he was 30 or 31 days old, obviously. And therefore, since that Chiyuv pidin, and he owed that to the Ghanim before the field was sold, that was already Mishubad. And since Rabbi holds that something that's written in the Torah, Melvid Echsib Shibat that's written in the Torah says, if it's a shtar and therefore you could actually collect from the Nechasa Mishabadim so therefore the kind's going to be able to anyways collect from the Nechasa Mishabadim of five slum that he has and this five slum cash he should use to be paid to his son Rabbanon what are the Rabbanon going to say Rabbanon Savri Melvid Echzibetayra by Raisa Lav Kiksubishtar Damia the Rabbanon whole note just because it's written in the Torah doesn't mean it says if it's written in a star and therefore it doesn't have that power and the fact that you should have given yourself opinion of end that does not that does not give you the power to collect that from the Nechasa Mishabadim the Hanim aren't going to be able to go that far to collect from things that he sold, and because just because it's written in the Torah doesn't mean it's as strong as a shibun on a star. And therefore, v'hilkach, you only can do one thing with the cash you have in your pocket: you or your son. And mitzvah the gufei, adif the mitzvah for himself is gonna take precedence. another brayso. Lift this as benay v'lalers as a choice to either. Be paide his son, pedinamen, or to be oila the regal. So which one should he do? Halacha is paide as menay the acher kach oila the regal. He should first be paide his son, do the pedinamen for his son, and then he should be oila the regal. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says no. Oila the regal, acher kach paide as menay first. Go be Eilu Regal and then be Paid your son. Why? Because Ali Eilu Regal is going to be Iveris. It's a Mitzvah Iveris, meaning if you don't do it now, you're not going to be able to do it until next year or until the next Regal. But the Pidyan Aben, you could always do after. It's a Mitzvah Shein Iveris, and therefore you should do the one right now first. Says the Gemara, Bishlam and Rabbi Yudah. This makes sense according to Rabbi Yudah. Get the Gemara Taimo. He gave a reason. But what's the Rabbanan's reason? They didn't seem to give a reason why you should first do the Pidyan Aben and then. Mi oil regal says the Gemara. They actually have a reason. because the pasuk says, "Call bechar banecha tivdeh And only after it speaks about pidin aben that every bechar of your son be paid that, then it says layeru penay rekom. It says it in the same pasuk actually. If you read it from the side, "Upeta chamar tivdeh b'seh v'imlo yisivdeh va'raftoi." Call bechar banecha tivdeh v'loyeru penay rekom. So literally in the same sentence, we first talk about pidin aben and then we talk about alir l'regal v'loyeru penay rekom when you come up to be alir regal. And therefore, we learn from the fact that in the Torah it's first in the pasuk. Being paid to your son, so if you have one of the two options to do one of the two, so you first do the pidin aben, paid to the son, and then you know the regal. Tanur about another brayso. Minayin sheim hayu lechamish bonim michamish nashim shechayev lived this kulin. How do you know that if he had five sons from five different wives, they're all a bechar from that woman, that he's chayev to do a pidin aben for each one? Meaning, it's not only his first son, but it's. 
every wife of his, the first son that he has through her, or rather, if the first child is a son, then it's a Bihar. If he has a Bihar from each of the wives, he has no opinion of men from each one. How do we know that? Because the Pasuk says, Kol Bihar meaning every Bihar you have, meaning more than one. Every Bihar from every wife that you have, you're going to have to do opinion of men. Says the Gemara, Pshita, it's Pashat, but Peterechem Talarachmana. The Torah was Makbir on the Peterechem, the first that came out of the womb. So each woman is going to have a new one, and therefore he's going to be have to be paid to each one of his sons that's going to be the first child from each of his wives. So why would you think not that way? He says, no, because I would think to learn from Nachala, which is Hilchus Yerusha. Just like by Yerusha, only the Bechar from him, meaning his own Bechar, gets Pishnayim. And it's Rishis Aina, it's his own Bechar. Afkan Rishis Aina, I would think the same applies here. Kamash Mulan, we don't say that, and it's really the Bechar he has from each of his wives. Continues the Gemara. Another one of the mitzvahs we saw before that the father is Chayv to do for his son is is to teach him Tyra, says the Gemara, the Lamda Tyra, to teach him Tyra, Minal, and how do we know that? The Chesiv, the Pasuk says, that you have to teach your, your, your sons, and that's how we know that the father is have to teach his sons Tyra. Says the And you should know that when the father doesn't teach him Tyra, he's actually Chayev to teach himself Tyra. How do we know that? The Chesiv, the Pasuk says, and this, by the way, Rashi explains, is a Kra Achrina, it's not the same Pasuk. Ulemadatem is referring to a different Pasuk, and Dvarim, it says, that you have to learn it, and keep the mitzvahs. So this is referring, if your father didn't teach you Torah, then the chiv is mutelas on you yourself to go out and learn Torah, that if your father didn't teach you, he's chayv to teach himself, the pasuk says, that you have to learn them yourself. How do we know that she is not chayv to teach her son, the mother? Because the pasuk says, meaning it says, but you could have read it, therefore we make a hekish between someone who's learning himself, someone who has a chiv to learn himself, to someone who has a chiv to teach others, meaning Anyone who has a mitzvah on himself to learn, meaning men, as we just saw, he also would have a mitzvah technically to teach his son. And anyone who doesn't have a mitzvah to learn themselves, meaning a woman, as we saw, so she also does not have a mitzvah to teach her son. Says the Gemara, but that kufa, how do we know? How do we know that a woman is not chayv to learn Torah by herself? Because the Pesach says, Again, a hekesh. And from this hekesh we learn that anyone who others are chayv to teach them Torah, meaning the father's chayv to teach the son. So from the son's perspective, the father's chayv to teach him. So so he also has a mitzvah to teach himself if his father didn't teach him. But anyone who others don't have a chiv to teach him, meaning like a woman, their father doesn't have the chiv to teach them because they're female. They're also not going to be chayiv to teach themselves. Says the Gemara. Okay, but that kufa, how do you know? How do you know that others, meaning the father, is not chayiv to teach his daughter Torah? That's partially because the pasuk says, "It says teach your sons and not your daughters. And that's how we know. There's a hekesh between the learner and the one being teached. That anyone who someone else has a chiv to teach him, so he also has a chiv to teach himself Torah. But a woman who no one else has a chiv to teach her, meaning the father doesn't teach her, how do we know that? Because the Pasuk says, you have to teach your sons, not your daughters. So no one has a chiv to teach her. That's how we know that also she has no chiv to learn it herself. If it's between him or his son learning. Him learning or to send off his son to learn. So who comes first? Meaning someone has to work, someone has to make money. So if it's between him or sending his son to learn, who kaidim He comes before his son. Rebuda argues and says, if, if his child is 
Zaris. He's Zaris. He's got Zaris, meaning he's a very sharp kid. Memulach, he's salty, meaning same idea. He's very sharp. With Tamunem is Kaimiyadai. Also, Tamunem is Miskaimiyadai. He remembers what he learns. He's very sharp. He has Svara Benai Kaidmai. Then his son comes before him, and he should work and support his son and send him out to learn. Kihadar Vyakav Braider of Acha Bar Yaakov. This is like similar to a story that happened with Rabbi Yaakov, who was the son of Rabbi Bar Yaakov, that Shadri Avula Kameda Abai. His father, meaning Rav Yaakov, sent his son Rav Yaakov to go learn by Abaye. He also, when his son came back from learning by Abaye, he realized that his son wasn't getting it so well. He wasn't so good at the learning. So Amalei told him, listen, in this situation, I'm better than you. And it's better for me to learn than you to learn. So you come back, you stay here, you start working, and I'm going to go to learn by Abaye. So Abaye heard that Rav Yaakov, the great Rav Yaakov, was a big time that he was coming. And Abaye realized he could take advantage of this situation because because there was this mazik, this shade, this really dangerous shade that was always in the base medrash of Abai. It was so strong, this shade, that even when two people would come together, that a shade usually doesn't bother two people, it doesn't bother a rabbim, only when someone's alone, it messes with him. But even when two people came, and even in the daytime, shade them only one person, usually only at night. But this shade was so strong, even two people, even at daytime, it would still be mazik then. And Amr Lehum, he told them, he told the people in the, in the shtetl over there, Rabbi, no one should host Ravach Abar Yaakov when he comes, because I want him to be forced to sleep in the shul, and after the Mitzrach HaShnitzah, he's going to be forced to sleep in the shul, and he might bring about a nace in his chus that's going to save us from this mazik. So what happened was, So Ravach Abar Yaakov had nowhere to stay, so he stayed in the, he went to stay overnight in this base medrash. So, This shade appeared to him as a serpent with seven heads. Now Ravach Abar Yaakov started davening, and every bow that he would bow, one of his heads popped off. So, so until he bowed seven times and, and the, the shade was done for. So told him though, he told the people the next day, the next day he told them, if not for the fact that a nace happened, that I was able to take care of the shade, you guys would have put me in a sakana from the fact that no one put me up and you forced me to stay in the shul with this shade. And with that story, another verse. What should a person do first? Learn Taira or get married? So the verse says, you should first learn Taira. And then he should get married, meaning before he gets married and has all the responsibilities of marriage, so learn Torah first with a clear head and then get married. But if he can't deal without a wife, meaning he has too much hair, then for sure he should first get married and then learn Torah. I'm going to read the name of Shmuel. The halacha is nice to should first get married and then learn Torah. He's going to have a mill on his neck and he's going to be learning Torah. How could he, meaning if he has the oil of parnas, and supporting a family, you're going to expect them to learn Tyra. How, how could that possibly be? So Rabbi saying that you should learn Tyra, get that in before you get married. And says the Gemara, they're actually not arguing because halan that's talking about us in Bavel and Rabbi Yechanan was talking about them in Eretz Yisrael. Meaning in Bavel, that's what Shmuel was saying that you should first get married and then learn Tyra because the meaning over there was that as soon as they got married, they would actually leave and they would go to Eretz Yisrael to learn. And therefore, it comes out that in Bavel, what Shmuel was talking about, we know Shmuel was an Amara from Bavel. So in Bavel, they weren't home anyways to have responsibilities of running a house and being married. They left in the beginning and they went to Eretz Yisrael to learn. That was the minig. And therefore, they were in Eretz Yisrael. They didn't have much to worry about. And they were able to learn with a clear head. And in Eretz Yisrael, you know, they would learn right there. They wouldn't leave and go anywhere. And therefore, they were home. They had a family. They had a, 
they, they, they needed to make a parnasa, and they did have an all. And that's why Rabbi Yechanan said that you should learn Taira while you still have a clear head before getting married. Says the Gemara, Rav Chizda was once telling Rav Huna how great of a person Rav Hamnuna was. So again, Rav Chizda is talking to Rav Huna and praising Rav Hamnuna to him that he's such an Adam Gadol. So Amr Leis, Rav Huna told Rav Chizda, you know, he's such an Adam Gadol. I want to meet him when he comes by. Have you all the Bring him over to me. So Kiyasa, when Rav Hamnuna came before Rav Huna, he saw, meaning Rav Huna saw that Rav Hamnuna was not wearing a sudder. Rashi says a certain type of sudder that married men used to wear on their heads, some type of head covering. That he wasn't wearing. So he asked him, "My Why are you not wearing this sudra on your head?" Listen, I'm not married, and it's only uh, the minigas that only married people wear that. Rav Huna was not happy to hear that, and he turned away his face from Rav Hamnuna. And not only that, he said, "Make sure that you don't see my face. Make it happen that he doesn't see my face until he gets married." So says the Gemara. Rav Huna, tell me, this is Rav Huna l'shitasay. The Amar benesim shana v'loy nasa isha kol this is a funula shitasa that holds that if someone's already 20 years old and he didn't marry a woman yet, his entire, every day he's living since then, he's living be'avera of Arayas. He's living be'avera. Who said he didn't avera just because he didn't get married by 20? By that point, if he didn't get married, then for sure every day he's living be'avera and it's going to be hard to live without a wife and he's going to be caught up by all the hirhurim that are going to come along because he doesn't have a, he doesn't have pas besale that comes along with being married and Therefore, Rav Huna felt that Rav, Huna, Rav Hamnuna was not doing the right thing, not being married, and he had to do whatever it takes to go and get married, and therefore, don't see my face until you get married. Amar Rava, Rava said, Until a person 20 years old, the Baruch Hu is sitting and waiting. When he's planning to get married. Once he reaches 20, though, and he doesn't get married yet, says, He's very unhappy with that, and he says, a big a klala basically that his bones should dry out. And on that note, Amr of Chizda, Rav Chizda said, That that I'm better than my friends. You want to know why I'm better? The reason is because I got married at 16 years old. I got married very early. And if I would have gotten married at 14 years old, have amino I would be able to say to the Satan, which Rashi tells us, the Yitzhahara, there should be arrows into your eyes, meaning you would have such shlita and control over the Yitzhahara if he would have gotten married at such an early age, at 14, meaning everything. I'm so great today because I got married at 16 and therefore I was in such control of my Yetzirah I had somewhere to channel it and therefore he wasn't able to really make me be chayte but if I would have gotten married at 14 years old then Mamash I would have never been chayte and I would have had such shlita over the entire I could say to him there should be arrows in your eyes Gira be'enich the Gemara in Sukkah says you're not supposed to say that to the Satan but he's saying he would have had such control he would have been able to Amr Rava Rava said Rava said while your hand is still on the neck of your son meaning while you still have some level of control over your son, which is Mishitzarvad Esther Matarti, which is when he's 16 to 22 years old. Some say it's mitam It's really from 18 years old until 24. So at that point, either marry him off during those years when he's going to listen to you. So while he's still in this age bracket, that's the prime time to marry him off. Another Pshad and Rashi is that that's the best time to be mechanach your child. When he's in between these ages, 16 to 22 or 18 to 24, that is the prime time for chinuch. That's the best time to do it. And says the Gemara Ketanayim is actually like a Mechalegis Tanayim, meaning which age bracket is it? That's the Mechalegis 
Machlokes Tanoim, as we see in the pasuk, Chanoich Lanar Al Pidarka. This is Shleimah Melech talking. They should give the child Chinuch Al Pidarka, Al Pihezdarach. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nachami. They argued about what age that's referring to. Chadam Rabbi Shitzavad Esrim Ratartin. One said it's from sixteen until twenty-two. V'Chadam Rabbi Tam Nisri Vad Esrim Arban. One said it's from eighteen until twenty-four, and therefore we see these two numbers, these two age brackets, and it's actually Machlokes Tanoim. When is the best time for Chinuch?